Welcome to the Flaws of Friendship this week. Have you ever been hanging out with someone and thought everything was going just fine and all of a sudden it wasn't? Well, this week we're going to talk about what prevents us from truly being ourselves and how friendship helps us become and remain authentically us. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Tab. Welcome, Stacy. Thanks. You always welcome me. I'm going to welcome you. <laughs> Thanks. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, I feel tired. Yeah, me too. Okay. Boy, this is going to be a real hooting and hollering show tonight, isn't it? <laughs> week and podcast and so we just want to welcome we're live on facebook and we'll be on our podcast flaws of friendship podcast on friendship friday so we want to welcome both audiences this week hello hello and we are actually going to be changing that up a little bit um for next month so tell them what's changing <laughs> You know what? We don't even know what we're changing day to day because we're just trying to honestly just figure out what's best for you guys and what's best for us. And, you know, really learning the ins and outs of how you blog and how you podcast. And and so and the way it it's supposed to be done seems to change mm -hmm. every day and with each article that you read about it. And so... I think at some point you just have to stop reading about how everybody else is doing it and then just do what works for you. And so I think as we've kind of gone this whole time, we're hitting some pillars of really some markers of, I think most podcasts die after two episodes. Really? There's this huge chunk of podcast that they do too and they do not do anymore and it's so funny because i did listen to this one <laughs> podcast and it after two episodes they were gone it was so crazy just two and done huh? two and done it's like they try they it can't do like, it yeah. i can't we can't maintain it like it's not gonna work it's a lot of work i mean it really is a lot of work it does yeah it's, and and i can see like you go to all you're like hyped up and ready to do it and really think you're about to change the world and then nobody listens yeah <laughs> then, it's yeah yeah it's, it's kind tough of to build it it's it's a little tough to do it but it's a really cool platform it's yeah. fun to get the microphones and the gear and it's fun to sit and talk with you know whether you're talking alone and you enjoy that or whether you're talking with a uh, co-host and Either way, like it's a great, I think if we end up like deciding that, you know, we're just, we're done, like we're just tired of, of this. I, I think we'll still come to the basement and talk through our microphones. Oh, I think so. We'll just be like, come down. Yeah. Let's, let's get on our podcast. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Cause it is fun. So uh -huh. we do have some changes just the way we just. Are just the way we Facebook record, lives, yeah. the way, yeah, we, the way we do these lives with you, because we want these to be really interactive and we really just want to connect with you guys. So we want to do it in the best way that connects with you and that we can connect with each other. And so there will be new things happening, but you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest comings and goings <laughs> and the flaws of friendship. But one thing that is true and one thing that remains is we're still here. We're still friends and we're still here for you. So, yes. So this week, 
we had a week. We actually wrote the blog together. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> crickets, crickets. <laughs> I don't have a cricket button on this thing. Oh my gosh, that was a hard process. Our first one where we actually like wrote it together. Um, so we cranked it out a day late. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, if you're watching this live, you probably haven't had a chance to read the blog. But this week it is called The Girl Behind the Mask Moving from Who I Pretend to Be to Being Authentically Me. And this is a continuation of our Enneagram journey that we started last week. We had, I guess, just so much fun with the Enneagram, not, that we decided to continue it, continue the misery one more, one more week. And it actually, I think, got more miserable. Yeah. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> why do we do that? There must be a reason. There must be. Probably because we were melting down and we had to figure out what was going on. So, and then, you know, I feel like we, we did have a little revelation, but we are hoping this is true to the Enneagram. We think it is. It's yeah. our own friendship take on the Enneagram. It is. I think we both, I don't know. I was just thinking today that it just popped in my head that you, you are responsible for your own revelation. Like there, it can be explained. Like somebody can explain what they just had an epiphany about, but until it becomes their own revelation, it's really hard to understand. Right. So I think the way we both have interacted with Enneagram has been different, slightly different. And so it's, it's like getting at the same time, you're just, everybody's going to probably react to it in a certain way, like a unique way to who they are and what they've been through and what they want to choose to believe. And we're, um, we actually had somebody who was talking to us that just popped in my head. Do you remember what she said? Because we were talking about how this is not like, this is a tool guys. We're not saying this is the Lord speaking and all of this right. is a hundred percent accurate. Like this is not the Bible. And so we, we're not saying that, but she brought up a healthy point about like she was, she was a little, I love that she was open and honest with us. I want you guys to do that. I want you to, if you don't agree with us, tell us like, we want to hear it. I don't mind that at all. I want to have conversations if we think differently. And so um, she was talking about how it can point to sins. And so I think maybe that conversation really stuck in my head because when at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? It does talk about sin, but it actually has the potential to help you face your sin and overcome it. And so who wants that? So in a way, I was glad she said that because it connected in my brain that the Enneagram actually has a little truth in it that literally can point to some of your deepest sin issue. Right. And I think that's why I didn't like it at first because it's very abrupt and in your face. Like this is yeah. your sin problem. Yeah, it shows it. It actually brings to light the darkness that lives in us. Yes. And I remember reading a quote as I was studying the Enneagram, Enneagram and it said, all models are wrong, but some are useful. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. And so we're not saying, you know, this is not equivalent to the Bible. It's not. But it has been used by a lot of thought leaders in the Christian community for centuries on just how it does shed light into our God-given identities, how we were created. So we um, if we do want to talk to you about that, but just make sure that you kind of go back and maybe read the blog from last week too, mm-hmm. and listen to the podcast, which was, I know that we should, I can't think I need to give a date. Oh, if they're listening to this in like two months, they're not going to know what we're talking about. So what is the date for today? Today's well, what we 25th. need to do, what we really need so, to learn is learn the number of the podcast. Oh yeah. We do need to learn that, that. would help them that more than help. a date. Okay. But anyway, Last week was February 17th, and that's when the blog came out. Does it say it? So anyway, so the, the, oh, it doesn't have dates on podcasts and blogs, does it? Well, our number. we would need to know the title of the blog and the episode number of our, or the, we can do episode numbers, probably what would help you guys most, I think. So we will learn that. So last week Mm -hmm. was season Two episode seven, and it was called the Enneagram Friend or Foe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see how this works now. Yeah. Okay, um, I, we're basically professional podcasters at this point. Professionally unprofessional podcasters. Right. Yeah. But so season two, episode seven. So now we're on season two, episode eight. Yes, we are. So that's how you find that. Yeah, I feel like that just accomplished a lot in my professional journey as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that we need to do that. Yes, I, okay. I think so. I agree. So we were talking about the Enneagram yeah. last week, so we're not going to go into it in too much detail. But one thing we did want to talk about is the Enneagram's ability to show you who you pretend to be versus who God created you to be. And it's really interesting. And today, Stacy had sent me a text and I thought it was really awesome because she said the Greek word for personality is mask. And I was thinking about the Enneagram being a personality test. So looking at it like the Enneagram is a mask test. It's going to tell you what your mask is. And so instead of why not use this tool to help you just decipher and cut down and get to the core of, because listen, guys, I was thinking about the hats that we say we wear, but there are masks that we wear too. the things that, you know, the things, the defenses that we hide behind the way that we act towards people to show them who we think we are, who we want to be. And just who knows what else, but this Enneagram can really help us get behind it a little bit. And I think that's so important. And so did you have anything to say about that? No, I did not. Would you like me to think of something real quick? Well, I will, I will keep going. I was, so we were, so one of the things we were going to talk about is just this built in warning system that we have. And basically like in internal alarm bells going off. And we were going to kind of talk about how those surfaced and how you called me out a little bit this week in my own, how we let the Enneagram dilemma, the Enneagram called my stuff out. 
Yes. And so maybe Through you. in the in the blog, you talk about the Enneagram. So we won't get into all those things about the Enneagram. But Stacy wrote something in this week's blog that I really liked. And what the Enneagram, it shows you a couple of these things. So it shows you your mask in general. It takes these things to show you what your mask is. And each of those have a name, which Stacy talked about last week. And you can look it up if you do your Enneagram test, whatever. So it shows you your core desire, your core fear, and your core sin, which equals that big old mask that we put on. And so I just wanted to put that out there because yeah, to and get I, the breakdown of it. Yeah. And I will say in addition, and I think we might've mentioned this last week too, but if you are going to take the Enneagram test, that's one indicator, mm-hmm. but only, you know, inside what your core motivation is for, like we said, the one, one action can be described through all the personality types, which there's nine. Mm -hmm. So you can all have the same response to something, but it's why you responded that way that is so important. Mm -hmm. And so we did lay out this week that the core, your core desire, everyone has a core desire. And you can see that on the chart. Tabitha made a really cool chart that's on the blog too. Core desire, everyone has a core fear. And there's, and there's that sin or that weakness that we all struggle with. And inside those are rat or, or, your motivation encapsulates, encapsules, encapsulated <laughs> and whatever encapsulated. Yes. All of those three things. Yeah. So it's, it is, is kind of complex, but it's, if we can simplify it for yeah. you guys, it that's might, what we're trying. We're to trying do. to sim- simplify it. And I don't know, this really helped me to simplify it to my brain, which was, I thought about, we all have this core motivation and it's actually a really kingdom motivation. Like God put this core motivation, this core desire, this core need in us and each of us. And we actually get to live that out in a really healthy way. But so we can either live out that desire through the spirit of God in us. And it looks like an unmasked, authentically us with him life. But if we are trying to meet that desire with unhealth, when we are trying to meet that desire and we start letting our fears overwhelm us, and then that sin steep in when we start trying to meet that need in a negative way, guys, that sin, and we don't like to call it that, but it's what it is. And when we meet our good godly desires with fear, it becomes sin and we ma- and that is our mask. And these are defenses that we use to try to protect ourselves. But when it comes to the Lord, there's no protection needed. There's no protection, no false protection needed because he is, he put those desires in there. They are good. And he wants us to go share those desires because they reflect him. But so more often than not, we're stuck with the fears of, you know, for whatever reason, we were talking about it earlier, like the things that, you know, people, a lot of times they don't even let us be us. And so those defense mechanisms pop up for all kinds of reasons. And we could sit here all night talking about all of those. And we'll talk a little bit about it. But at the core, I just wanted you to know that there is a core desire in the core of you. And it was good. In the Lord, it's good. Yeah. After last week, um, I went home and how the, oh yeah, that's how this came about again. We didn't really, I don't think we really meant to continue our Enneagram journey, but I had a dream that night after we recorded last Thursday night and in the dream, 
I saw these words on a, like, um, in your phone notes, you know, the little note things. And it said, I, and it was front. So, so the premise of the dream was I dreamed that Tabitha sent me three text messages. Two messages were ones that she actually meant to send me. Like you typed them in your phone and you sent me and you sent them to me. And in the dream, I was thinking, I, I don't even, I couldn't even remember what they were because they were just normal, inconsequential um, texts that mm -hmm. I get every day from you, mm -hmm. like just normal. Mm -hmm. And then the third one was one you actually didn't mean to send. You had typed it secretly in your own phone notes as something just for you. But in my dream, my mind went, gosh, that's the one I really wanted. Like, that's the one I'm going to remember because my heart needed to hear this. Mm -hmm. And the words were, I feel like you take away my choice to choose you. And then in bold letters kind of behind that, those words was the word alone. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of how, or that is how this week even came to be because we real, I realized through that dream that when we mask up and when we don't understand, and all this is, is a self-awareness tool. I mean, mm -hmm. it's to know, it's to know ourselves because we want to know what's, what's hindering us. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says, look soberly at yourself, think rightly of yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. And I sure know the Enneagram is going to bring you down. Yeah, it's going to help you look at yourself rightly. Yeah, <laughs> it will help you see yourself rightly. Yeah. So that's what this is, is a self-awareness tool. And so I, it, through that dream, it just, I woke up. In fact, it woke me up. I normally don't get up to write down my dreams. I like, will go, oh, that's, that's wonderful. I'll remember that in a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. But this one, I got up early mm -hmm. and it, I got up really early. I wrote it down and I went to my couch and just probably spent the next four hours letting the Lord walk me through. And just, I wrote it down. I wanted to remember it. And it was just so poignant to me about this. If we don't realize and understand these masks and these protective facades that build up like residue over our lives, our faces, our countenance, um, we are literally taking the choice away from our friends, our spouses, our family to choose us, like the real, the us. real us. And then I took it a step farther and just said, and what I can't imagine the Lord st standing, you know, or me standing before the Lord and him saying, Stacy, I, you're taking away my choice to really choose the real you, the one I created. And this realization that if I don't figure out what's holding me back from authenticity, mm-hmm. I'm not, he's not getting the reward of his creation in me. Mm -hmm. And that broke my heart. Yeah. And then what if walking so closely to me, you know, you weren't getting the reward of my life and my mm -hmm. husband wasn't and my children weren't. And mm -hmm. so that's, that is what started, what started us on this journey. And so we wanted to just talk about a little bit about this internal alarm system that we have going off mm -hmm. and what starts happening when we can be. When, you know, we're, we're just hanging out with somebody, everything's going normal. You can be in a room full of people. It doesn't matter the situation, but all of a sudden something shifts. Oh, oh keep on talking. Okay. Um, we have as, as usual, every week we have, we have children running around through this house. So, um, so these alarm bells, we were just talking about how 
something shifts and all of a sudden it feels like we either want to run away or shut down or throat punch somebody or make a joke or some form of escape. And we've got to realize that that's actually some bells going, hey, hey, warning, warning, warning. Yeah. So maybe we can take them through the... We can try. We can try to take you through. I mean, we kind of walked through it a little bit together out loud. Yeah. But just in general, the gist is, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but... You're wrong. I'm okay. sure she's the number one, so she always <laughs> thinks I'm wrong. <laughs> I always think I'm wrong. That's the problem. You think you're wrong and you think I'm wrong and we're all wrong. Which Everybody's we probably wrong. are. The whole world is wrong. And they pretty much are. <laughs> We're all pretty much wrong. That's right. So, but you're, but as I'll just say this, you're never as wrong as I am because we're harder on ourselves. So be free, be free friend. You're never as wrong as I am, but you're never as right either. (laughs) There comes the one. (laughs) There comes that one. There she is. So then I'm like, what? (laughs) I thought you said I could be right, but I actually can't. You can be, but I, so I, you're never as wrong as I am, and you're never quite as right as I am. <laughs> I just thrive on, in that environment. I really do. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> okay. So in the gist, okay, like we said, I earlier I thought, okay, think about masked being unmasked. And so your mask is flesh led where your unmasked is spirit fed. I liked that. So I just thought about, okay, we have to understand that we're going to be masked or unmasked. When we are in our mask, we are following our flesh. It's feeling, it's feeling good or it's feeling bad. And so something fleshly is happening. But when we can be authentically ourselves, we are in the spirit. So I just want you guys to know that just let's try to get that when I'm masked. I am up in my flesh. I'm up in my sin. And when I am unmasked, I am authentically me spirit filled going for how God designed me and living it out. And so it all comes back to that core need. And so when it comes to that core need, let's say, should, should we walk them through here to help? Oh, the one where you expose my, my sin and my fear. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, because what's going to happen, guys, is maybe I can explain it before we do it, is when we think that our need, a need is not getting met, it triggers our fear. When something happens, when we're with our friends, when we're with our spouses, when we're with somebody and they rub up against that core need and it, it feels and that fear comes in and we're like, they're not meeting our need, that that that's hitting my fear button, it pulls a trigger on our sin. It literally pulls back that trigger and we begin to pop up our defenses and get ready to fight them with our defense mechanism. And that's why I love the Enneagram guys, because you're hearing these things. But if you knew, as you're going to see when I walk, when we walk through Stacy, what happened with her, you're going to see that that Enneagram tells you your trigger and it sets off that alarm of that sin. That's like, Hey, I'm popping up to defend myself. Because you are not meeting my needs. And if you don't, then I'm going to fight you. So you kind of declare war with that sin on people. And it turns you into your mat, this masked Enneagram name, a version of yourself and your full 
fleshly glory you become the reformer for Stacy. Well, yeah, and I can say I'm not in the moment. I'm not sitting there because I'm not always going around going meet my needs, meet my needs. So in the in the situation, what's I'm not thinking my needs aren't being met, uh-uh. but. No, you when, have to trace it backwards. But yeah, you have to go backwards. Have to go backwards. So <laughs> don't think that just be like you're sitting there going, uh-oh, my knees aren't being met. No, the alarm system is your sin going off. Yes, and, that's and the so, bad part. Yeah, and so then that's when you can trace it back and go, okay, I, I've i been, and for a lot of us, I mean, we've been acting, we've been ap- operating in that sin all of our lives. Yeah. And so we're not thinking that it's an alarm it's an alarm, but it is, it is. And if you trace it back very, you know, calmly, but this is where friendship, I mean, high five, because you, you called my butt out. And so let's just walk them through what happened. So, okay. And we'll kind of explain this. All right. So we were on the phone. Yes, we were. That's, that's kind of all I want (laughs) to know who wants to do this (laughs) that's end of the story end of story anyway we were on the phone we were on the phone you were talking i was talking and we were i think we were talking about the were we talking about the blog yes we were trying to work on this right together oh god yeah and so what um and so she's tabitha started like talking about or what do you want to, do you know what you were saying or does that even, I don't it kind of matters, it, but I, the way, Oh, okay. Okay. So we had two X, ex- two processes. Oh yeah. We had our own processes. Starting to hear my alarm bells again. Yeah. She's starting to hear her alarm. So I looked at when we were working on the blog and I noticed that she took her part out and it was bothering me. That she she took her part out and put my part in. And I was like, I I guess I shouldn't tell them what I was thinking. Huh? Uh, is it going to make me mad? If it's going to make me mad, don't tell them. No, I just don't know if it helps the story at all. Oh, okay. So okay. I pretty much just said, hey, why did yeah. you take your part out of there? And That's all I said. <laughs> hey, why did you take your part out of there? Yep. And then a few couple minutes went by and she said, oh, hey, are you you still with me? She shut down on me, guys. Yeah. She checked out. I checked out. She checked out on me. And I and when she said, hey, you I feel like you just shut down. Are you still with me? And I went, yeah. (laughs) And then I said, look, everybody's coming down for dinner. I'm going to have to call you later. And then I hung up and I wasn't going to call her back after dinner. But I'll, actually, I was. I'm just kidding. Um, I was. I was always going to. I call you back when I say I'm going to call you back. So, um, but I was going to call you back mad. But then I had to walk through my experience. And then, okay. So, oh, I, God, the Lord dealt with me during dinner. Okay. That's all I can say. So when I, when we got back on the phone, she was like, I, I was talking very vaguely about what had transpired. And she said, can you give me some specifics? And I was like, well, I already did. And she's like, no, 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 you <laughs> like actually, real specifics. And I said, really. okay, here's what was happening. When, as a one, which is I'm the reformer, the perfectionist. Now, let me just say this. When we, when I say I'm the performer and the perfectionist, that's my type. That is the mask. 
So I'm not saying that's who I want to be, but it is what naturally comes out as I um, go through life, you know, and I'm, yeah, yeah, sort of in my stressor a little bit. And every type, it's got strengths and weaknesses. So whatever you are, can it, it's good. It can be really good, but then you don't want it to go bad. You know, everything's a blessing and a curse, kind of. You want it to be more blessing than curse. So um, (laughs) we're trying to get it more spirit-led, not that. So when you, when Tabitha as the perfectionist and the, the, the reformer, um, I had written, I take my, I take the writing very seriously and I feel like as I'm writing, I pray through it and I'm, I'm really trying to be spirit led when I do it. So just a simple question, like, why did you take that out and put why did you take yours out and put mine in felt like criticism to me now I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pinpointed that had I not had you not called out up she's shutting down on me why and so what I what I know is my weakness or my sin is that I will begin to get angry but as a one it's more like smoldering resentment it becomes it becomes that anger triggers the full on resenting. Yes. So I resented the process. I resented Tabitha for criticizing me, you know, quote, criticizing me and for questioning what I had been grappling with for hours. And I was tired from thinking about it. And, and it was just, and then here comes all the insecurities. You know, I'm not really a writer. I don't know what I'm doing. I write by instinct. I wouldn't even be writing if the Lord hadn't called me to write. Why don't I just forget this? That's it. I'm not good at anything. I don't know why I did it. I can't explain it. And that's, I'm no good. I'm no, yeah, I'm just, I'm no good, which is your fear. My fear is that I, you know, basically I want someone to say you're doing good. Like that's Mm -hmm. the message my heart longs to hear. You are doing good. Mm -hmm. And so when it felt like I wasn't, I shut down and that sort of led us through talking about okay so in that moment can you pinpoint you know what you needed and it just goes back to your whole personality type um in the enneagram so is there a step beyond that that there's a step beyond it because that we went through or no but just in general for them while we're here is like a past that you know that that core need for her to be to be good to want it to be good is that what you said the core need was to be good um yeah like to be you just good wish, or to you be said right. you wish somebody would tell you that you you were you were good like you did good right so it's not even like a oh stacy you're so good at your core but no you did good in this yeah because yeah and what i find so interesting is at because god made her a one he actually made her to represent goodness in the world. And so when we when we let those triggers take away God's truth off of our life and those masks come up, they just really, it keeps, it's almost like we're so striving to for somebody to tell, like she's striving for somebody to tell her that she's good, but God made her her good and actually a representation to the earth as goodness himself. And so to me, I think as a friend, it bugs me more because I'm like, 
can we just like forget the fear and realize that you are a beacon of goodness and righteousness in the earth? And so I think it just, that's what I love about friendship is because it's one of those things that, well, I don't know if we're ready to go to what friendship does, but it just made me think one thing that I did learn about this week is that friendship has a way to see behind the mask. Yeah. When you're both walking this journey together, yeah, um, you can literally, you know, it's the iron sharpens iron. I mean, no one's going to call this out as closely as a friend, I think. I mean, you know, our spouses can't, I mean, you can take this journey with your spouses and there are There are like, um, even you can follow if you're really interested in this, follow your Enneagram coach on, on Instagram. Her name is Beth McCord and she and her husband actually do a lot of marriage, um, stuff with the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. So I think our, our take is a little different because we're going at it with friendship where Mm -hmm. it's like, no girl, I ain't going to let you like, I feel you shutting down on me. So what's the sin? What's the weakness? What are you really afraid of? Let's talk about that. Oh, I know what the step was after that. Cause I was telling you what I didn't even want to tell you. You didn't want to tell me. Yeah. I said, I was so trying to be vague because it, there was such a vulnerability to just have to say, to have to face the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm afraid that she thinks I'm really incapable of doing this. Like, you know, and which is not what you were thinking at all. I'm like, she is so capable of this and all of her words are going in there. And because I'm usually wrong, then none of mine should go in there. You're not usually wrong. (laughs) Since she's usually more wrong, but more right. We're putting her words in there first. Definitely. (laughs) I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Yes. So, I mean, I did not, I literally, it was like pulling teeth, even trying. Yes. To get that. While I was telling her our, it had just snowed and iced. And I think I, specifically took a took trash out while I was telling her because I was hoping I'd slip on that ice <laughs> and not oh, have to co- I gotta go oh my gosh I can't I tell you the my truth tailbone. oh right I can't be transparent <laughs> with you I just slipped. I'm like um friend I see you it's like I'll hang on till you get back inside but what I okay. loved about this if we're talking about the alarm system that sin that pops up I I was more aware and more aware. And I actually cared about her alarm. I actually, I was so glad that I knew that what she was doing was she was checking out on me because something was going on in her. Yeah. But it bothered me because I was like, if, even if it's something that I did, I want to know. And even if it's something I didn't do, I want her, I want to help her overcome it. And so it was more like, I just love that the Lord is showing us this because we're, we've been talking about expansion and it actually expanded my ability to love you better because I actually want to learn when you're hurting. Yeah. Or, and it, it expanded my ability to receive it because no longer was I hiding. You knew what was up. Yes. You saw the mask. You made me tell you. Yeah. And what did that do? It completely expanded the room we have to move back and forth in this relationship and into each other's hearts yeah, and heads to, and to go. Yeah. Come on now, girl. Come on now. I'm I'm with you to help you walk through this. Exactly. But you know, it's there. And it is didn't a, feel like that at first because we're not. Yeah, we're, we're not, still. We're still. We're. We just yeah. learned that we each have alarms that we need to recognize. Yeah. What's your alarm? Your weakness? Your sin? My sin is um, gluttony or greed. 
So that's when I start getting a little too. You're going to know that I'm full flesh when I am just manic, when I'm like, oh, let's do this. Um, Okay, let's laugh. When yeah. I'm starting to like, if I'm, de- if I'm deviating our conversation with things that I'm saying or doing, and I'm just trying to cover it up with something better, you know, that. Yeah, I'm, but gluttony is not like food. It's like this insatiable. It can be. It can be but, but and, and a lot of addictions and things like that. But in you, it's going to come out as where's the more? Where can my mind go to next? I'm going to go to the future. I don't want to deal with the present because I'm hurting and I don't. I don't like. And so, pain. just how you said, "Hey, you're checking out on me. What's going on?" You so have when to, you you yeah. have to say, "Come back to me." Yeah. <laughs> like, or you're like when your mind's racing like that. Is that what I do? Hey, yeah. I feel you kind of all over the place. I What's would just going like on? you to say, "Come back to me." Oh, okay, just real gentle because I'm I'm in flight. Oh. So with me, it's more like I just need like it's. I mean, yeah. it makes me almost want to cry thinking I, about your eyes are tearing the, the manic yeah. feeling yeah. of being in your fear. And so to just have somebody say, it's okay, just come back, work, work, you're safe. Yeah, you're safe. Because if I don't feel safe, then I just want to go. And so I can almost just have really just a lot of compassion for people who almost just a lot of mental illness when people literally just have multiple personalities. I can see that bless their hearts. They just have multiple masks because they can't handle anything. Yeah. And so you just think of people dealing with that just, just made me think of them, but yeah. um, Yeah. Just, yeah. That gentle reassurance that it's okay to come back. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'll do. I'll try to remember to be gentle. Yeah. Just be gentle and tell me to come back. Come that back I'm safe me. and that you care. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, in the blog, if you'll look, we kind of... I don't know if you told me what you actually need from me. Because I actually, when I asked you, it kind of upset you. It did? Oh, well, yeah. You were like, no, no, no. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. But like um, I said, just what... tell me to come back. So I don't know what would be. Oh, yours. the I hey, you're shutting down on me. What's oh, going on? Work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need you to be a little more forceful. Yeah. If you said what's going on, I'd be like, nothing. And I wouldn't even talk to you about like that. Well, once in a while I do just teasing you. Yeah, but if you're gentle like you like the gentle, I yeah. that doesn't No, I need the gentle. Yeah, you need and the gentle. You need the I firm. if you're too gentle, I'll walk right over your yeah. face with, the, <laughs> with, the with your Enneagram number. <laughs> I'll hit you nine times if you're a nine. <laughs> and if you're one, I'll hit you one good time. <laughs> that's right. And with a five, you get in the whole hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That's my husband. <laughs> Sorry, David. You know what's coming. Okay. So I do have a chart that I made that if you take the Enneagram test, we really made it really easy. So you can see your core desire. You can see your sin. You can see your mask. And I even put your unmasked on there what that looks like for you guys to see your core desire met when you invite the holy spirit to yeah meet that meet that need in you and actually use that to yeah. be your true self and so look at that chart hopefully you look at it, hopefully you love it and it helps you realize that but yeah so um, on the blog if you go there's an exercise to walk through mm-hmm. um which takes you through just identifying 
Are you uh, talking about your exercise? Yeah, on the on the blog. Uh-huh. Um, and it just kind of goes, it takes you and and almost with that dream in mind to say, if you were going to send, if you were like typing a private message in your phone, what's that one message that you wouldn't send, but you would want to just to kind of figure out what your core desire is. And then it'll talk you through your core fear. And then it takes you through, and I just want to explain this just for a second, is your childish behavior. Because this is how the Lord taught me this. So I was he using gave you his a, language. A he gave scripture. You, he gave me a scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just asking me kind of, you know, what are, what are a couple of, or I asked him, what are a couple of childish things I could leave behind? And um, so he... So it, this is a great way to literally get before the Lord, guys, and actually ask him. Yeah. Ask reveal. him what he yeah. thinks. Yeah. We don't need to go to the Enneagram when we can literally yeah. go to the Lord yeah. for this source. And he, but he used it because what I wanted to say is how fascinating this was that he gave me a sentence with two blanks mm-hmm. And it was right after he gave me a scripture, which was the um, Romans eight, nine, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you. And so one of my, um, I actually was not thinking too much about the Enneagram as I went through this exercise, but what I knew, one of the childish way, when my childish behavior, which traces back to these masks that we learn to put on as children, mm-hmm. when we're confronted with something that makes us feel safe and it's how we learn to relate in a world that scares us mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. So one of my childish ways was angry, uh, was anger. I literally am acting like a child when mm-hmm. I, when I'm angry, when mm-hmm. I get that resentment, when, you know, when, especially when I let it grow to resentment. So this sentence says, when my spirit is controlled, my blank, in my case, my anger turns to, and the word that popped into my head was righteousness. And I was like, and I argued, I said, no, that's not right. I don't even know. I'm not going to call myself righteous, like righteous. And so I tried to fill in a few more things. My mm-hmm. anger turns to what? Well, it turns to, and nothing fit. And he's like, Stacy, right. Righteousness I'm tr- in there. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. I'm bringing the Enneagram to you, girl. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and what happened was righteousness. When I looked up the word, it was morally justifiable or accurate. So when my weakness is in my flesh, it's my childish behavior, my sin. But when it comes under the control of the spirit, guess what? I actually get what I was after all along, which was the correctness. It's just that it's, it's righteousness. It's holy. Yes. So that I just wanted to walk you through that a little bit, Mm -hmm. go to the blog and go through this and just see what happens and let the Lord just don't let, I mean, don't think that you, that there's something that you have to manipulate in order to make it reflect that chart that Tabitha made, or Mm -mm. just let the Holy Spirit bring to mind these answers. And you are going to be amazed at what you find. Yeah. Cause when I did it, mine actually didn't match the Enneagram. Now, if I went to my core of why I said it, it, that matched. Yeah. I did notice that that matched, but he just brought up another something for me. Like yeah. he just brought up. So it's general enough that it's, I think he can, he can work with yeah. you however he wants to work with you, but it does at the core of it, it, it shares that core desire flipped. It really does show what it, what it looks like spirit filled. Yeah. And so, and the really last, cool. the last point on that exercise is 
tell your friends, share it with your friends so that they know what you learned. It's good for you to talk through what, Mm -hmm. what you learned and what you revealed because they need to hear that. So they know that about you and then ask her to walk, to go through it too, to share what she got from it and then walk through this journey together. It's actually really exciting. And you know, it, to me, this, this is the stuff that makes friendship. It never gets boring. When you're doing this stuff together, I mean, Mm -hmm. ever, if you're working, if you're working on your relationship together Mm -hmm. to expand your capacity to understand and to be aware and then to become Mm -hmm. to really help each other uncover what is really this beautiful thing that's under there. Yeah. How amazing. Yeah. It's really, it's really special. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a gift. It is a gift. the Lord. And I was just thinking earlier, you had looked up the word aloneness. Oh, yeah, because I was I was thinking about your sticky note or the note that I didn't. What's that note that I sent you in your dream that I didn't mean to? And it was saying, you don't let me choose you. And it just um, made me think that when we don't allow people to to see who we really are, like you said, they miss out on who we are and they love us, but. They don't get, like you said, the reward and the benefit of us. But not only that, is when we're living in that mask, we are disconnected from the Lord and we are disconnected from each other, which brings aloneness. Yeah. It makes us alone. And we are breaking that tonight. Like we want, I want you to use the Enneagram if it helps you. I want you to use this exercise. We will come up with a billion tools if it helps you break the cycle of aloneness. Whatever tools the Lord wants to bring, we will use them because- like I said, we do. We're going to break that cycle of aloneness, the things that separate you yeah. from God, from one another, and from yourself. Right. Yeah. So, Most of us are walking around separated from our own selves. We are. Yeah. And we have to, and that's the problem. We are walking around separated from ourselves. We put on these masks to try to, like, oh, does this feel like me? And it doesn't. And so then we get mad and we start acting all defensive and crazy. And, but we don't realize we have to go to him to get that. I, I read something earlier that said, if you want to know the purpose and the identity of something, go to the creator of it. They're going to tell you. Right. And so you go to him and then he shows you how to go to others with it. It's just the way it is. It's just the cycle. Yeah. And so we really want to break those patterns of aloneness in your life and aloneness meant, do you remember what it meant? No, I got, I was going to look it, it up and then I like got the really interested in what separation from the separation from your identity. It was something um, like that. I yeah. Well, one of this is I don't think this is what it was, but um but this says long um oh no, that's not it. Well, shoot. I don't know. It's okay. It was pretty much, and the basic of what I got from it was it was like separated from your identity. Yeah, it was something like, like that. Like the, yeah. the characteristics that identify you or something like that. And so I just wanted to add that in there as we get ready to close that, you know, that's what we're breaking, the aloneness, that cycle of aloneness. Yeah. And, and well, and this one said, I don't think this is quite what we were talking about, but separate apart or isolated from others. Mm, So that hit it on the other side of it. mm -hmm. We're separated from ourselves and we're separated from each other. Yeah. And we're separated from the one who made us. And so the very thing that we're trying to protect ourselves against. Right. Is happening. Yes. 
If I had just stayed shut down in that moment and just kept on, uh, first of all, I never would have equated that with, oh my gosh, that, that is my alarm system. Yeah. And then I never, now the next time that I start to feel that way, guess what? I'm going to know. Yeah. And I'm going to start to turn that, that anger. And when it's submitted to the Holy Spirit in those instances, I won't be angry, but I can be righteous. Amen. Yep. Amen. And so we just encourage you to really learn your alarms, not just yours, but your husband's and your children's and your best friends. Mm -hmm. And remember that your, your best friend is a really very cool, unique place to walk it out because I think there's just something about a woman seeing you as another woman. It's, it's different for my husband to look at me because I feel like he's a man looking at a woman and they look at us in a totally different way. Sometimes he doesn't seem to see anything wrong with me. <laughs> and sometimes he looks at me and he sees everything wrong with me. And I just need that. I just need that. That girl who knows what it is to be a girl. Yeah. You know what it is to be a woman. And you're like, I'm a girl. You're a girl. We know how, you know, the emotions that women can feel, the things that we do. You can understand who I am a little better because we're the same. Yeah. yeah. And so in that sameness, we can actually find the girl behind the mask yep so all right that's good yeah i'm ha i'm finally happy that we took this extra week <sighs> finally happy about it mm -hmm. well you know what i was thinking there's something in the blog there's one line that says friendship was never meant to be a battleground it's meant to be a weapon and so i think it's just time that we realize that we are not in a war against each other, that we are coming at each other and we are confronting and we are conquering all things that keep us from being who we're meant to be. And it's done in love. And when we realize it, we're going to be who we were made to be. And it's, guess what it is, Stacy? What is it? It's Tad? good. Yes. What I've always longed for. What you've always longed for. We will see you guys next week. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.